0: So it's really true. We hear this all the time, especially today and especially lately. Not enough time is spent with talent. There's just not enough done for talent development. Well, let me ask you this question. How important do you think a great producer is to a hotly contested morning show battle? Welcome to the Radio Rally on the Clubhouse app, what you are about to hear will be focused on lifting you up, giving good advice, hearing stories of an amazing radio pro, and uncovering the path forward in radio right now. Many local broadcasters today discover that they just frankly need programming services, and we help them find out that those services are affordable. My name is Lloyd Ford with Rainmaker Pathway Consulting Works, we help local broadcasters broadcasters make more money by being a programming partner who can fully develop the right position for any local brand or brands, coach local morning shows and other talents, design and execute station architecture and provide weekly music updates and even produce your daily music logs, provide excellent voice trackers, sales, and promotional ideas that move the revenue needle, and more. We're confidential and market exclusive for radio. Reach out anytime if you have a challenge of any kind, something that gets in the way of your revenue. I'm your guy. F-O-R-D at rainmakerpathway.com. Today's live event will be a podcast. This podcast will be called The Encouragers, the Radio Rally Podcast, and will become available soon after the end of this live event, wherever you get your podcast. Our thanks to Joe Kelly for producing our podcast events and justjoeproductions.com for uh, creating our audio footprint and distributing them you can meet our guests live on clubhouse or you can subscribe to our podcast so you don't miss a thing of course that podcast again is the encouragers the radio rally podcast and it's on apple audible spotify and almost anywhere you get your podcast what's about to happen on this live event and this podcast well jeff knight is the morning show producer for paul shat and Uh, Sarah Lee Morning Show in Charlotte at WKKT for iHeartMedia. And we're going to talk to him about what it's like to produce that show, what the arc of that show has looked like. We're going to get into how you get ahead in radio, according to him, and how you create the right bonds the right relationships. And uh, Jeff is really good at that. I do want to share two quick things with you. Number one, next Monday on the radio rally, we have a real treat. Uh, Corey Fitz is going to be with us. He calls himself the Chief Imagination Officer. He is the host of CT40. And uh, we're going to talk to him about taking over the reins for Bob Kingsley, we're going to talk about that legacy a little bit and talk about how he sees that responsibility. Also, number two, the second thing I want to talk to you about just briefly is I'm sure you may not be aware of this. We do encourage radio sellers, sales managers and market managers on this app and on our podcast as well. Uh, if you know a great sales manager, a great local seller, or a great local market manager, tell them about our quarterly exclusive sales uh, events for radio uh, available on the Encouragers, the Radio Rally Podcast. And uh, here's why. We already have our Q1 and Q2 events available for them right now in our archives. So they can kind of see what is this event all about? Why does it have value? Um, and and why do I benefit? And then, of course, the Q three event is scheduled for July seventh, seven p.m. Eastern, four p.m. Pacific. Right here on the Clubhouse app, it also will turn into a future episode of the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast. We'll be joined on July seventh by Alec Drake from Drake Media Group in Dallas, and Odyssey St. Louis Senior VP and Market Manager Becky Dumyan. And look. Anytime she's on an event, I'm just going to tell you, it's going to be great because she knows a lot about raising revenue. She knows a lot about team building. Uh, She knows a little bit about being a doctor. She's not a doctor, but she knows a little bit about it. You'll find out more about that on July 7th. These events are designed to provide more opportunities for you to boost your revenue. They're not about us. They're not about Becky. They're not about Alec. They're about you. Find out more by listening to our Q1 and Q2 events already in the podcast archives of course uh we want you to know not only can you find our podcast uh on all these different platforms but it's also on our website at rainmakerpathway.com that's also where you'll find our guest calendar that goes all the way through i think july 2022 right now you'd be surprised by some of the people that are coming to this event we do get excited about every single one of them because it's our opportunity to learn, our opportunity to grow, and our opportunity to encourage people like yourself. We do have encouragement for on-air and promotions on our website as well, and that information is free. Our more than live and local guest series is designed for programming for anybody in the programming side of the business, and we have even more encouragement for local sellers with a series we call the Encouraging Sales Success Series, as well as resources for anyone in radio today. Just look for our free blog on our site. We do not lock away anything on RainmakerPathway.com the way some consultants do on their site. We do that because we believe in the theory of abundance. Ask me about it sometimes. I'll be glad to share. So go to RainmakerPathway.com anytime, 24-7. See what you can get for free from our team. Please do follow the people on the stage at this event. Look around the room, see people you might be able to connect with. I promise you the people that are here are really cool and and of course, we encourage you in your broadcast career to, to network, to promote networking, to connect with others. This is a small industry and it's um, it's always a good thing to know uh, smart people. Today, our guest is Jeff Knight, Morning Show producer of Paul Shad and uh, Sarah Lee Morning Show, WKKT, iHeart Media and Charlotte. Jeff, listen, listen to this. I'm just going to tell you because I know Jeff jeff cares a lot about his morning show he cares a lot about the product he has great relationships and cares very much for the team the people he works with and he cares a lot about both his city and his family and in my book that's pretty great jeff welcome to the encouragers the radio rally how are you sir
1: i'm doing pretty good my friend thanks for having me on uh, i appreciate
0: it how you doing well you know i was doing great until last week i see all these pictures from italy And I'm like, and, and, you know, I mean, I'm human, so I'm just completely jealous. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Of course, you know, I don't know how much you want to talk about that, but I'll just say that I'm very envious.
1: Okay. (laughs) no, it's fine. It's we won't spend a lot of time on it. But but uh, I have a daughter who's attending grad school uh, over there. And of course, my wife's like, we have to go. I'm like, well, we don't. We don't, (laughs) but no, it it, it was totally worth it. We spent a week there and saw all the highlights you should see in Italy in the week. And and it was, it was fantastic. I'm sure it
0: was great. And I know, I know, and we'll talk about later how much you care about those girls. And I mean, all of them. (laughs) Uh, Okay, so look, right now, uh, pretty much people know, look, Jeff is the producer of this morning show, WKKT. You do a lot of work around Paul Shad and Sarah Lee. What about before? Let's go back and I want to know, how did you get your start in this radio business?
1: Well, it's kind of a weird story. I mean, everyone's got their own unique path and journey to get where they are today. Um, But mine specifically was when I was in college, I was a mobile DJ, so I went out and did proms and wedding receptions and stuff like that. And I did all the hokey stuff like, you know, the hey, the hokey pokey dance at the the wedding, you know, uh, (laughs) wedding receptions and stuff like that. Anyway, at the time, I saw a radio station uh, in Charlotte was looking for part time on air people. Uh, And this was back in the early 90s. So, you know, uh, I listened to that radio station for a week. Uh, I wrote down everything they did, everything they said, the way they said it, whether they talked over the intros of songs or not, uh, things like that. Then I took my mobile DJ equipment into my apartment at the time, and I made a cassette tape of myself doing doing the radio station. Yes, yes. (laughs) Interesting. I did, and I sent it to them, and I didn't hear anything for, for, I don't know, three or four months. So I thought, oh, well, you know, I'll just, I'll find something else to do because I was just out of college. And uh, and like five months later, nine o'clock on a Thursday night, my phone rang and it was the program director at the time asking if I'd be willing to hop on the air that weekend. Crazy.
0: It really is. Yeah. So it kind of does pay to do that. And what an inventive way to get in, right? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. So so now look, that's been a minute. Okay. (laughs) But but look, in those early days, I want to know, did you have a desire to do a specific thing in radio? You know, we all kind of come to it and, and we have, we start having this vision of ourselves as X, Y, or Z, right? Right. Did did you think, man, that, you know, I could have my own morning show or maybe I could program. What was the goal for
1: you? Well, at the time, I think it was just the, uh, the, uh, the shininess of, oh man, I'm going to be on the radio. yeah. And I very quickly, for for whatever reason, once I got in, assimilated to let me do whatever I can to stay here. Um, you know, I was willing to help out promotions. Heck, I was even the mascot for a little bit of time just to have something <laughs> to do. No, wait, at- so you've always been that guy. I- I've always been that guy. Yes. <laughs> oh, no. Well, let's talk about producing a morning.
0: This is kind of like going in fast forward. Like this is like getting in one of Elon Musk's cars and the accelerator, right? So let's talk about producing a morning show in 2022. So we did the beginning. Now we're doing the now. What
1: makes a really great producer today, Jeff? Oh, man, I I think it has changed so much. I mean, you know, used to always be the producer was go get everything and do everything. Uh, <laughs> mm. And to a degree, I think it's still that way. But what makes a great producer today is one who can adapt to the specifics that that show needs. And, and more than ever nowadays, that is so different. You know, since the pandemic hit, you had so many shows that were doing their their broadcast from more than one location. Right. Uh, okay. You know, for us specifically, my job went from... Uh, where everybody was in the studio together, running the board. And then, and then, you know, they would take care of a lot of their own editing and things along those lines. Uh, as far as when the show goes on to during the pandemic, I was the only one in the studio running a feed from two different locations. So wait you,
0: wait, you spent the entire pandemic in the studio. I did. I did, but, oh, but they a, were not,
1: that's correct. And, and you know, they were trying to keep everybody safe, obviously. Right. And, and at the time they even sent me home with the equipment to do it from the house. And I set it up and tried it all out. I'm thinking this is going to be nuts. I mean, you know, obviously everyone still knows that we're in a pandemic, but to put on a good show, I can't do this from here. And so I thought about it and I asked him, I said, look, if nobody else is in the studio, why can't I go in there and do it? I'll still be by myself.
0: And some smart person responded positively.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. And it's worked out.
0: <laughs> That's always what you want in the company that you're working in, right? No matter what company that is, it's like, Lord, just let them say yes. <laughs>
1: exactly, exactly.
0: So, you know, it's interesting that they're both in those locations. I wasn't so much thinking about the pandemic. You know, it's funny how we forget right away and start going back to whatever, you know. Right. But But I was thinking, you know, even Paul, right paul's show has changed so much across time oh it absolutely has and those needs have changed and the market that you're in you know which is charlotte i mean come on if there's anything that's changed over the period of time that that show has been on it's charlotte (laughs) Uh, you are correct well and i i think that if you've not lived in that environment you don't know what that environment is like you really don't understand how fast moving the changes are in that environment. And so I think you you said a lot when you said, you know, a producer has to do so many things and has to prepare for those changes.
1: Yes. Oh, absolutely. I mean, in, in, in any market, it doesn't have to be a market like Charlotte, I mean, it, it can be any market to where they have someone who is a part of the morning show who is also considered the quote unquote producer. I mean, there are some who are simply, like I said, just producers and you're behind the scenes doing nothing but you know, whether it's fetching all the stories or, or getting audio clips or, or what have you, but then there are the ones too, uh, you know, who have to step up at a moment's notice. And if they want you to be on a break with them, you gotta be ready to go and be on a break with them. I mean, this is live, hot and local. <laughs>
0: well, and, and I wanna say this too, and, and respect everybody in the process. I, I've known Paul for a long time and I've respected Paul for a lot longer than I've known him, okay? Mm-hmm. and and. And I think he's earned that respect in the Charlotte market. He certainly earned that as a talent. Uh, But you are, I want to say without stepping on any toes that you're more than just what a normal producer would be because you, you, you are a part of that show.
1: I appreciate that. And I, I feel that way too. And I think that adds to the success of what our show is able to do is because I don't just limit myself to that box of, I'm just the producer. Uh, You know, I am willing, I think ready and able to step in or step up or or whatever has to be done uh, to make the show successful at a moment's notice. And and I will make the same, you know, whether it's a hard decision or a quick decision or, or whatever that has to be done to get the morning show moving forward, whether it's in two minutes or in two days. Yeah, and everybody knows these morning shows, some things every once in
0: a while don't go the way you think they're going to (laughs) go.
1: What? Live broadcast? Come on.
0: (laughs) Right, right, right. Nothing ever happens out of the ordinary, right? No, Vox Pro never freezes. Come on. (laughs) Let's talk about one of the things that is, it's just something that I focus on with talent an awful lot these days. Uh, you know, everybody knows the old quote about the first, uh, what is it? The most battles are won before the first shot is fired. You know, how much prep do you do for this morning show? Because it's not just technical with you. And you are um, sort of a maniac, I think, about prep.
1: <laughs> you're not wrong about that. I mean, there's only 37 different websites I go on to or, or mm-hmm. <laughs> websites really isn't correct anymore. I guess that's even kind of outdated these days. But but it, it is. I mean, uh, you're right. I mean, between all the the TV websites and I mean, there, there's a million different places out there that you can go get your 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 show prep for free. If I might add, I mean, there's the pay services still too that you go to because they give you the cookie cutter stuff. But you know, if you're gonna make a difference. I think you've got to be willing to delve into, you know, Charlotte, for example, in the surrounding uh, cities. I mean, we've got 10, 11 or 12 different uh, areas that have their own um, websites for their newspapers. And you got to be willing to go on those and get the stories from those little towns and, and, and stuff like that and bring it to the, to the host and, and the hosts of the show. Uh, stuff like that is what what really makes the difference between just being the— regurgitating the same stories that everybody else has to have. Yeah, because
0: topics. it's not it's not I, I I hate to say it this way. And, and I will say prep is so important. Prep is so important. Prep is so important. So now that I've given myself excuse to say this next thing, it's not about the prep. It's about what you do with it. Exactly. It's about you, the you that makes that experience unique for the listener. Right?
1: Yes, exactly. And, and I, was, I was actually getting ready to say that is, you, you know, when I go through those things. You want to find stuff that maybe no one else has, but you also want to find stuff that you know, you flat out know. I, I could hear Paul saying certain things about, about a, a story I'll find before I give it to him because I, I, I'm so used to the way he says things. I'm like, oh, he'll love this story. I know he'll put a great spin on this story. He, he is the king of, of painting a picture for people and, you know, just giving whatever side of this story is going to be the best, I think.
0: That is a special talent of his, and I think sometimes people take him for granted in a competitive situation that comes back to haunt them because they don't get that about him at first.
1: Yeah, no, I agree with that, and you're right about the competitive situation. I mean, Charlotte, in the country music format anyway, as you know, uh, is, Mm -hmm. is one of the few remaining competitive battles that are out there in the country. Uh, and on top of that, in the morning show battle, I mean, we've we've got a market to where I mean, there's John Boy and Billy, there's Bob and Sherry, there's Ace and TJ used to be a huge thing. Now Miguel and Holly are here. Uh, all that on top of the competitive battle that goes on within the the, the format, it just makes yeah, I, an amazing market.
0: And just so you know, if you're listening to this later on the podcast, I got to tell you, I talk to morning shows and we talk about Charlotte sometimes, and I'm like, no, you don't. You're not understand what's going on there. There's usually <laughs> room for about three big morning shows, but that ain't Charlotte. Charlotte's got a bunch, and it's trouble. You know, you're not gonna you're not gonna get the free ride in Charlotte. So, listen, I want to talk to you about this. Uh, you are and have been significantly involved in theater in Charlotte in the Charlotte area for a long time. Can you give us a little background about this, your involvement? And I especially want to know, you know, some of the parts you played.
1: <laughs> well, sure. Uh, yeah, I got into theater. I mean, I always did kind of, you know, the acting thing in high school and a little bit in college growing up uh, and then kind of went away from that. And then this was how long ago it was. My youngest daughter at the time wanted to go audition at one of the local theaters uh, for a production of The Sound of Music. And so I took her you know and being a morning show person i showed up and i was in raggedy shorts and a t-shirt and unshaven because it was seven o'clock at night i was tired yeah (laughs) and um and we we get there she signs in and the woman behind the desk says are you here to audition too i'm like oh no i'm just i'm here as a dad my daughter goes no you should audition and like we need grown-ups i'm like all right put my name down and it's that's like, how it started that's how it started it and, and the funny thing about that is i went into audition the director said come back tomorrow i came back tomorrow and long story short they asked me to be captain von trapp oh so talk about feet to the fire <laughs> yeah and, and you
0: did know that theater is a the thing that happens often at night Right. I mean, yes, yes. You know, so look, what what drives this interest in the theater for you? And does it ever merge? And this is the most important question. Does it ever merge with your passion for radio? In other words, is it useful on the morning show?
1: Uh, it is useful on the morning show. Uh, I I think goes back to the first part of your question, what drives the passion for a theater, I think, is just like in radio, and this all kind of ties it in together, uh, yes. is is the performance. It's performing. Uh, you know, back to going being a mobile DJ in college. It, it's all about being in front of a crowd, whether it's the crowds there listening to the radio speakers or they're live in a the theater in front of you. It's performing, entertaining. I love well, anyway. to entertain.
0: And you're developing a story as well, which we talked about that with Paul Shad, you know, that's one of those things, developing the story for people.
1: Yes, yes, thousand percent yes. All right, so look, you've
0: been with iHeart in Charlotte for, let's just call it a long time. (laughs) Okay. And and look, uh, there was before iHeart for you. So, you know, what is the secret to being able to ride through so many different companies and situations without leaving a radio station <laughs> that happened in our business, what we call modern radio. How, how do you do that? Because I think a lot of people who have moved around, they kind of look at somebody like you and go, man,
1: how's he doing that? <laughs> well, I think the second you become stagnant in what you're doing is the second you you're getting, you're being left behind um you, you know I, I almost like i always think of it as this all right the, the day that i think i realized that i could do anything in this business and be anybody that i wanted to be and anybody that the the station or the market or the format or radio in general needed me to be was right. i was doing a saturday night live broadcast from a club this right. before there were delays and anything else it was just me with a wireless headset with a wireless microphone walking around a club. And it was, it was fantastic, because again, I was out there, I was entertaining, I was doing stuff live on stage, and at the conclusion of that live uh, broadcast, the program director of the radio station at the time showed up in the parking lot of the club, and this is 10.30, 11 o'clock on a Saturday night, and he showed up, I'll never forget this, in his convertible Mustang, just to say, that is exactly what I'm looking for. Nice. Now, do you remember who that program director was, Lloyd? Oh, oh God. Yes,
0: <laughs> I remember that guy. Listen, let's talk about Charlotte. What made Charlotte a special place that you've wanted to live and work for so long?
1: Well, I mean, that's that's, that's kind of a two-headed coin uh, on my side, and, and, and that's because, I mean, I came down to Charlotte to, to play soccer in college. I was living in Virginia. <laughs> really? like, yeah. Yeah, and I came down. I got recruited to play soccer in college, and, and I came down here, and that's where I met my wife, and, and we both settled in Charlotte, and it actually worked out this way because of her. Uh, she got a job in education, uh, which means you're working for the state of North Carolina, which means you have retirement and benefits yeah. and all that stuff. And so, nothing else. And, right, exactly. And we all know what we get in radio when we leave. Um, right, nothing after <laughs> that, right. Exactly. So she said, look, here's the deal. You know, I love you. We're getting married. We're having a family. But we are staying in North Carolina for 30 years because I get full retirement at that time. After that, I'll go anywhere you want to go. Well, I said okay. So maybe that's part of the reason that I learned how to adapt to what I needed to do here.
0: No, wait a minute. If <laughs> my math is right, we're sitting at twenty-eight, right? Is that, is that right? I think is that right? It's yeah, gotta be something yeah. like that.
1: Something like that. She got started a little bit before I did. So yeah, actually, she she's set the, uh Well, I can't officially say anything, but but anyway, after this yes. year, I could leave if I want.
0: <laughs> Stuff happens, right? So right. listen, I do want to know. About you meeting Ashley, because,
1: look, I believe she is the secret power of yours. <laughs> she really is. Uh, she's the, the shawl that stirs the drink. She's the engine. She's the motor. Um, we met in college my freshman year, ironically, in English class, of all things. Mm. <laughs> and uh, started dating, then stopped dating, became best friends. Then one day it, it dawned on me that, wow, this is the person I want to be with. And that was freshman year of college. and We've been together ever since.
0: So in freshman year of college, you, you had dated her. You started being friends with her and you went, oh, wait a minute, I'm doing this wrong.
1: Yes, correct.
0: Yes. Exactly. So today, you, look, you're this you're this really great family man in the traditional sense, I think. And you're the kind of family man that is outnumbered as well. I don't know if this has come to you, but tell us about the girls, would you?
1: Oh, my, the girls are my absolute world, uh, both my wife and I, um, you know, my oldest daughter, Lauren, uh, you know, she's actually just got married this past September and you yeah, want to thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, we've recovered from that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, I, I can now say that I have a son, it's a son-in-law, I, uh, but still um, so she's doing fantastic. She, you know, she lives about an hour and a half away from here. I uh, love that. Uh, the youngest daughter. Caitlin, she graduated from ECU last spring. Go pirates! Um, right. And she is now getting a double major in in a luxury brand management with stuff like fashion and you know Rolex, Ferrari, all those big huge brands uh, over in Europe. Um, so she'll finish that degree, that double major, that double I'm uh, sorry, double masters uh, here coming up later this summer.
0: So she'll tell you all the time that she's a lot smarter than you, or you just know it
1: anyway, right? Oh, I just know it anyway. When, when, sure. you, when you're a girl dad, you know that they're a lot right. smarter than you. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know that, right. <laughs> right. And if not, we'll get the tutorial from the women that we're married to. Yes. So, listen, how did a girl see your radio career? And I almost want to see... I, no, I don't. I was going to say, I almost want to say about the theater thing too, but no, I don't, because one of them got you in the theater. So let's just focus on the radio thing. How do they see dad doing that?
1: You know, that's a great question. And, and, and to be honest, I, I don't truthfully really a hundred percent. Uh I know they think it's cool that dad's on the radio, you know, when they're growing up, it was cool to take their friends up into the studio when I was doing a weekend air shift or something. Uh, they've certainly enjoyed concert tickets over the years, <laughs> oh, nice. Uh, you know, chances to meet people like, you know, Taylor Swift and all the, all the, 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 stars that you would be able to arrange meetings with, uh, that do happen from time to time. Uh, I think, I think that they think that it's really cool that I do what I do. Uh, but again, it's been their, their whole life. So they're like, Oh, it's just dad doing his job. That's right. It's what they know. It's how right. they know you.
0: Right. Yes, exactly. So so listen, you also have other things that you do like voiceover, which, by the way, there's a clear picture here. That whole thing that you said earlier about I'll do whatever it is to stay right here and be valuable. Uh, let's talk about the voiceover. How did that get started?
1: <laughs> that came from from uh, months and months and years and years of listening to commercials simply on the radio and going, man, that whoever's doing this is quite frankly not very good. Uh, <laughs> you know, you hear stuff like that, and you hear people pronouncing uh, city names wrong, and it's obvious it was voiced at a market, and no one paid attention to what they're doing. It is just, it's very frustrating. And I thought, well, instead of sitting here and stewing about it, get into it and try and make it a better product for somebody if they choose you to do it well, because commercials are part of our product too. Yes, absolutely. People don't
0: think that, but it really, really is. Okay. So you also do some local announcing. I'm going to keep that as brief as possible on my end so that you can talk about that. I want to know how you get these gigs.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that honestly started as uh, when my oldest daughter got into marching band in high school, uh, right. they needed someone to announce the halftime show at football games. And, you know, as parents, you're expected to volunteer if your kid does something like the marching band. And I thought, well, heck, I can do this and go announce the halftime show. That way I don't have to do anything else. To me, that was fun if we're going to be there anyway. (laughs) So I started doing that and all of a sudden they're like, wow, you're pretty good at this. I'm like, well, like, you know, Broadcasting is my career. It's I'm a professional. <laughs> that's right. I'm a professional broadcaster. Yeah. Um, so that led into doing that to to uh, then being the MC for the, the school hosted a marching band competition at the time. So then other mm-hmm. bands here, you do what you do. And then the athletic director heard me and thought I'd be great at basketball. So then the next thing you know, I'm doing basketball games and then I'm filling in for football games. And that's led to... Uh, I've done a couple of things at the NCAA division, one level in basketball and baseball and softball and volleyball. And, and uh, yeah, it, there's a lot of it. <laughs> well, you
0: seem to be somebody who doesn't understand that you have this big job in the morning. because
1: <laughs> You're doing all these things in the evening. Do you sleep in the middle of the day? What happens? Yes, actually, I woke up for a nap about an hour ago. Uh, <laughs> nice. I try not to take naps every day because then I don't want I I to be that person who feels like I have to take a nap every day. That's right, Uh, because you can easily fall into that. But yeah, you know, and you even said that about theater earlier. When when I'm doing theater shows, for those that don't know, you usually have six weeks of rehearsal that lead into a two or three week run of a show Uh, and you're rehearsing from seven to ten every night. Well, when the alarm goes off at three, You see the problem
0: (laughs) yeah it don't care that you were rehearsing last night
1: no no so you know at that point you run on adrenaline and and two different three hour naps a day that's how that works and for so many weeks in a row too
0: so it's not just the one thing so listen you're also really good at this next thing i know this and so it's really hard to describe but i'm going to try to do a good job with this question do you have advice on networking, helping support the team around
1: you, being that guy? Uh, networking, yes. Always, always, always try to respond to anything that comes your way. Uh, and that's harder and harder to do these days because you, you because you could be reached literally any time of day, any day of the week in, in any, any way. format. Right, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I'll go back to when you and I first met. Um, I remember the, uh, the, uh, the morning show that was not there at the time. We, we did an interview a, a way back in the day with uh, Tim McGraw's mom, uh-huh. uh, Betty McMom, Trimble, McTrimble, whatever we called her e- anyway. And I put it out there for some other morning shows. Another morning show liked it, called me and asked me for her number. I called them back immediately, said, hey, here's her number. Yes, she was great. She did this. Here's maybe a question you could ask her. Uh, well, f- four, five, six months later, that morning show came to Charlotte. Uh, It was Johnson and Johnson and quite frankly, Tommy Johnson at the time said one of the reasons I was cool with you being the producer was the fact that you responded to us immediately when we were working in Pittsburgh and helped us out. Now, if you're following along at home, listening
0: to this, especially later on the podcast, this is the hidden skill (laughs) of not, not just a great producer, but anybody in our business. Who goes, look, this is a small business when you can help somebody else. First, it's a great thing to do. But second,
1: they remember it. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, remember you, you, they, they do remember it and you have to continue doing it, you know, and, and that just expands as like we talked about the fact that there are more ways to get up hold of people and do things with people. So you have to network with them that way. You have to always kind of stay in touch. And it's the little things like I, every single morning, one of the first things I do when I get up, besides hit the snooze button, uh, is go on to Facebook, and I wish every single person that's on there for that day that I I can see a happy birthday. Mm. And it may be just a little thing, but I think that's stuff that people remember. It's their birthday. Right, right. And you have to respond to stuff like that. And and, and I'll even go a step further than that online with social media. All right, there are radio people sometimes somewhere, and I think this is probably more The majority than the minority who that hey let's be friends on facebook or instagram or twitter or what have you but then you never hear from them again they never like one of your posts or comment on something or they just want to have the followers that's what they want and i get that we all want to be followed by people and and, cool look at this i've got you know two thousand friends on facebook that's great but if you don't ever interact with them what are you doing
0: right exactly Well, well listen try this one on uh not george w bush but George HW Bush, maybe that's long enough to where people have hatred or what, you know, how people get about politics. Yeah, he had this thing that he did when he saw somebody having a bad experience and it means anything from losing an election to being indicted to go to prison, uh, whatever, he would go visit with the person or send them a note. He said, those are the days. It's not on the high days, it's on the low days that people really need. So I always felt like that's probably a good little trick as well, you know, to really matter to people, you know?
1: Oh, absolutely. That is a difference maker. And that's, that that's perfect. I mean, that's the way everybody should be.
0: Well, and I think you're an awful lot like that. Listen, you, you've worked for more shows than just Paul and Sarah Lee. Uh, uh, and, and actually you've worked for more Paul shows than that, but you just mentioned Johnson and Johnson. Uh, Look, this is a great sign that you are a great resource. They keep you in this job. What is the
1: key to being the one that they go, no, we got to keep him? Um, Because you have to, in the grand scheme of things, especially in this day and age, not just worry specifically about five to ten or six to ten. Uh, or whatever the time it it is that you're on the air. You can't go at noon. Hey, man, my eight hours are up. It's noon. I've got to go. You can't be that person. You don't leave until the job is done. And if you see something about, you know, oh, gosh, this spot shouldn't be here. This spot's too long. Or, hey, they did that wrong. You got to speak up, man, because especially in this day and age where you have, you know, one person doing six jobs, they may not always catch it. So if you're not being, being the one to tell them, that it runs on the radio badly. Therefore, you have a bad product and we all know how that, you know, recycles itself.
0: Yeah, um, nobody likes a bad product.
1: No, that, no, so you have to be willing to be there to help out. That's exactly right. And,
0: and look, you know, in, in doing these jobs, you've seen competition come and go in Charlotte. Uh, what has that been like from your perspective?
1: It's been interesting. I mean, actually. Some radio-
0: of it, honestly, some of it's been unexpected, right? Some of yes. the changes have been a little bit
1: startling. It has been. And it's like, wow, didn't didn't see that coming. Right. Uh, <laughs> but it, it, it is unusual that, that we've been fortunate enough, especially between Paul and I, to, to do this in this market for this amount of time. Um, I know you do rarely see that nowadays, but but so there's a little bit of luck involved as well. But it, it is kind of shocking to, to see that, that the ones that have come and gone, some of them you're sad to see go. Because uh, they were genuinely nice people. Absolutely. But then there are some who come in and they think that, you know, their their, their crap doesn't smell. Uh, and That happens. Are, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> and it turns out that it does smell and other people smelled it. And so they're gone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a small world after all, right? Yes. Yes. I always it tell is. people the world
0: is smaller than you think it is. It's not bigger. It's smaller.
1: Correct. Thousand
0: percent correct. So so listen, um, uh, in, in terms of the kinds of shows that you do with Paul, uh, is there a favorite thing that you like? Is there, is something that you'll do that you just go now? I really like it when we do a show that's like this show.
1: Hmm. You know, I, I think, I think it's when we're just on the air quite honestly and everyone talks about well, you got to have the, the, the different, you know, uh, benchmarks that you can build your show around and uh, that's great and all but and those are fun and we still enjoy doing this but it's just when when uh, paul and sarah lee are are riffing you know i mean you have a general idea of where you want to go and how you want to get there but still it's it's not well let's keep this to a minute 30 and then make sure we hit these points it's let's start here let's make i want to make the end point kind of here but let's have some fun along the way uh and if you could do that and in, and in not being in doing a break that's eight minutes long <laughs> yeah. Right. That. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. But because, by the way, yeah. I will just say this. If if you do a bit that's eight minutes long
0: and it's really, really compelling. Uh, I'm okay with that. Okay. That's great. I'm okay. I'm okay. with If it's better than it, please. Right. Right. You know, in the old days, we have all these rules and it's like, mm, I don't know. You know, <laughs> I think the rule is if you're really, really compelling, you're good. If If
1: you stop being compelling, you got to do something else. Yes, exactly. And that that is a fantastic point. If what you're doing is better than what record you're not playing to do it, do it. If it's not better, then don't. That's
0: exactly right. And, and listen, look, we pretty much ask this question of every single guest that comes on our live event and our podcast. And uh, I always like to give people the out, which is really easy so that there's no stress in this mm-hmm. question. Mm-hmm. No one can tell the future. We all know this. If you could tell the future, my God, you would know the winning Powerball numbers and this would all be over. But what is your perspective about radio specifically and the future? Where do you see radio on the road ahead?
1: Hmm. Are you talking specifically terrestrial radio or just any yes, radio? I, yeah I am, although
0: <laughs> with a person like me, as you know, I don't feel that there are limits to things. So I feel that once you have a radio station, you can get anything else you want and you can go anywhere. It's your excuse for doing whatever.
1: Yes. Huh. Uh, and to answer your question, quite honestly, I think it's personality. Um, because we're all playing the same songs. We all have the same jingles and sweepers. We all, if it's terrestrial radio, have a lot of commercials, the way you differentiate yourself. That wasn't the right way to say that word, but that's okay. Uh, is through talent, because if, if all the restaurants have the same food and it tastes exactly the same, you're going to go to the one with the best atmosphere. That's right. Um, that's right. I mean, look at ESPN, what they're doing with Monday Night Football. I think it's Monday Night Football to where they have the regular broadcast on channel this, but on the other channel, they got Peyton and Eli doing things with different guests and that's turned into a huge thing. And and so many people are watching that because the personality is the same product, but they're getting all this because their personalities on what they're doing are fantastic.
0: Let me ask this, how how involved are you or Paul or Sarah Lee, or uh, you know, how involved are you in podcast?
1: Uh, probably not as much as, as we probably could or should be. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I actually used to do a a podcast here in Charlotte, specifically for Charlotte area theater, um, I did. And and the, 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 the theater community here loved it and it was great. Uh, and it kind of fell apart when the pandemic hit because there was no theater to talk about. Right. That'll do it. Uh, Yeah. And and then my job changed so much during the pandemic that it kind of took away, ironically, my time to be able to do that podcast. So I haven't been able to bring that back. Um, but I think it's important because it, it's another way of keeping you top of minds, the wrong word, but that kind of thing to where people can connect with you and hear you anytime they want.
0: Well, and people can, uh, people, if I think if you do that, right, people connect with you over what you connect with. Yeah. you do understand what I mean? Like if you can show more dimensions to your character and personality, you can build a larger tribe. You can. Absolutely. We've seen this so many different ways. Of course, a lot of shows are able to do this within their show. Your show is one of those. And I, you know, I do want to ask this, you know, you, you brought up the pandemic several times. I want to know how much that challenge of going through the pandemic might have made your skills sharper than they were before, because you certainly have been
1: challenged. I think they definitely made my, uh, I'll I'll say timing skills, but that's really not the right word. Um, deadline skills. I think it made those stronger specifically because you know, when you're, when you're doing the the, the pandemic thing and and you got people broadcasting from different locations, we saw it on TV all the time because they did the same thing too, to where, all right, you got a, a, a guy in, in from position a, he's talking, well, he's talking to a guy via satellite who's in position B. Well, there's a delay there, and you hear it all the time. It still happens on the evening news and things like that, to where the guy will talk, and then there's like a six or seven second delay before the guy that he's talking to hears it, and before he starts talking, the guy in position A, because we're radio people, we don't like dead air, we think he didn't yeah. hear it, so you start talking again, and that happens to hit the air the same time the other guy answers the first question, and it's a train wreck. Right. Um, so, you know, little little radio secret is there was a, there was a time during our during the pandemic to where we would record three minutes before we went on the air live and I would go, the Vox Pro system or whatever system you have, and I would edit out the the delay. Um, So you had to be quick on your feet.
0: Absolutely, because you're running the show basically, which I know will not sound too much different than what it is anyway, because you are kind of running the show. Exactly. Listen, uh, look, with so many changes that have happened over time, you know, you, you have a big show like yours, and so much success, which y'all have had tremendous success. Uh, I, I don't. I'm not even going to bring up the awards and all that crap. But well, <laughs> you, you got a bunch of them, okay? Uh, does does that show with Paul? Are you still? Are you, uh, Sarah? Is he? Are you all? intimately involved with sharpening the saw now, or do you, are you on autopilot or what? And that sounds terrible, but I mean, you know, when you get to doing something, you, you kind of, you can fall prey to not improving it. Cause you're like, Hey, we got this. Right. What's it like inside that show?
1: I think we still sharpen the saw every day. And if you don't, then you're, you're going to be successful for a short amount of time if you are, but then it's going to go away rather quickly. Oh, I think people don't, I think people
0: misunderstand the idea of becoming successful, which is really hard because it involves fame, but staying successful, that's the hard trick.
1: Right. Right. And I think part of that is because of the fact that we all have spouses and families and people around us that keep us grounded and keep us, you know, like, Hey, you still got to take the garbage out when you come home. I don't care if you're a hall of famer or award winner or whatever. You know, you still got to mow the yard. You still got to take out the trash on trash nights. You know,
0: they don't let you get too far ahead of
1: yourself. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and where, do put,
0: where do you put all those awards, Jeff?
1: <laughs> well, I actually we have a we have a, a, a little library in our house and, and, and that's I got a little area in the library that is set aside for those and that. And it's it's very nice to to see it at night when you walk in the house and be like, hey, cool. That's you know, we did that. We, we accomplished that. Um, but that's a cool thing, but you, you know, like you, you were talking about, you can't rest on that. You got to keep going after the next one.
0: No, you kind of have to put that aside and go, okay, but now I got to earn more because if you don't, people forget about you quickly. Yes. You know, yes. Ray Charles would say, look, man, uh, fame don't last he even put it in lyrics and songs, you know, and, and listen, as long as we're mentioning this, and I usually don't do self-indulgent things, but I'm definitely going to do this here because I want to make my point about what a nice, human being you are and how incredible that is and how important that is in our business. Do you remember back in the ancient days, maybe coming down the hall and and we were all blessed to be able to send you and a morning show to morning show boot camp. You came back from this thing and you asked if there was anyone famous that I wanted to talk to. You literally did this. Do you remember
1: this? Do you I don't remember. This? I don't remember what your answer was, but I think I remember this. Yes, I, I think I well, remember. This. My
0: answer was, no, I don't care about that crap. You know, I was too busy. I was in it, you know, and you kept mentioning people. And then you said, how about Jimmy Stewart? And I was like, I'll take that number right now. Right. You have Jimmy Stewart's number and you said his home number. And I'm like, really? And so for another podcast and another day, you are the reason that I technically, I would say, met Jimmy Stewart. I got to talk to him for about twenty minutes. Uh, well, how, how was he? Uh, how it did you? It was pretty. It was pretty amazing, actually. I bet it, it was. <laughs> it was really amazing, and he was really old. This is <laughs> this is literally right before he died, and yeah, and yeah. he he had fallen in the shower, and he was telling me all about that. in the next week. It came out in the news, so it was like, "Wow, okay, I, I, that was really real. That happened, you know."
1: Wow. Well, see, you got that great memory, man, and that's fantastic. I mean, that. that... Yeah,
0: but but look, this is that thing of where great things come from. You don't know where they're going to come from. This came from the morning show producer that I sent to morning show boot camp. <laughs> a, a lifetime memory that I will never, ever forget.
1: Wow. Right? Yeah, I, no, I remember now, yeah, I do remember that that, that. And, and and the smile on your face, I think lasted for weeks. Oh, it's probably <laughs> still there.
0: So Jeff, listen, I hope you'll stick around for some potential questions from our audience. Does that sound fair? Yeah, absolutely. All right. So listen, get free resources to help your sellers with our encouraging sales success series inside the blog at rainmakerpathway.com at any time we encourage radio pros at all levels on this live and this live event and podcast and we do it on our website as well you can subscribe anytime to the encouragers the radio rally podcast on apple audible spotify or almost anywhere that you get your podcast when you do you'll get instant access to interviews with a very wide variety of personalities from radio including Cox Media's Rob Roberts, WTOP's Joel Oxley, Mike McVeigh, uh, Erica Faber, uh, Faber, sorry, uh, also uh, Broadway Bill Lee spent time with us, Morning Show Bootcamps Don Anthony, uh, Marcy Weiser from KLOS in Los Angeles, Hawkeye from Hawkeye in the Morning on K- uh, KSCS in Dallas, Lois Lewis at KNIX in Phoenix, Fred Jacobs, Guy Zapoleon, and many more. If you want tips on how to get ahead, Experts, we got them. And these interviews can help you and encourage you in your career. We do have an opportunity for people to uh, communicate with us through the IM feature on Clubhouse. And I do have a couple of questions for you, Jeff. Uh, the first one is I want to know, or this person wants to know for sure, what gets you most excited about working in the morning show every single day? Because uh, I. Lord Almighty, you talk about how you, I don't know how you fit it all in. But what still <laughs> excites you about doing mornings?
1: I think it's because the fact that that you don't know. I mean, we all kind of know where we're going, but we you don't know what's going to happen. You know, you have to be prepared for anything. I, I, I love the fact that it's something different every single day. And that goes back to what makes the difference. You know, uh, but where do you see radio going? It's well, the personality driven. Well, good personalities, the ones who can do something new every single day if they had to. Uh, And that's kind of what I love about it is there's always something happening. It's always a it's a hot fire. You you just you have to roll with whatever it is. And I love that. Do things catch you by surprise? Uh, To a degree, yeah, but but rarely anymore. And and, Mm. you know, maybe that even goes back to how does what I did in theater or doing theater relate to, to radio and that things happen all the time that the audience either doesn't know or doesn't catch up on. Uh, I think
0: one of the secrets about you and Paul is that you two also know each other well enough. You said it earlier in this interview that sometimes you know how he's going to handle a certain amount of content.
1: Yes. Yes. That's definitely part of it. And, and, and I think any good morning show team uh, is one that has gelled to the point that they kind of have the same, That same mentality, you know, they kind of know where they want to go with the show and they got a few things to drop in here and there. But they they also know not where to take the wheel and steer us off the course. Uh, That's right. Huge difference there. But yeah, that's absolutely. uh, All right. So final
0: final question uh, here. This one is uh, how has Charlotte and Charlotte Radio changed since you've been producing
1: mornings? Hmm. Well, I mean, you can go from the technical side. We, we've gone from, you know, being in the diary market to be in the PPM market. Yes. Um, that's probably been the biggest change, because then it's not about recollection anymore. It's about what people are actually listening to. Was
0: that a scary change for you all?
1: Oh, yeah, I think so at the time. Um, but it was also an exciting change. Uh, and here's why, because it, this goes back to the, even the days working before uh, before I worked with Paul and I was still in the market and, and, and uh, you and I were working together for a time, too, uh, in that it w- we may have had a better product, but if all people remembered were the name of a radio station they've heard forever, <laughs> we right. never could win. Yeah. Right. Um, right. So it was exciting because we knew that we had a better product and it started to show in the, in the PPM thing. Uh, so it, that's changed, uh, the amount of commercials that's changed, but that's changed everywhere. <laughs> yes,
0: that's right, um, and I yeah. think the audience has changed a little bit too, right?
1: Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, yeah, yeah I, I think there are there are more and more people, at least in this area. Of course, we're in North Carolina, so who could you know you could say something different about you know, Detroit or, or what have you? I, I think the people who have come to country music are, are people who didn't necessarily used to listen to country music, and you could have vice versa as well. But the people who come to country music are the ones that are probably more in our demo now. That's
0: right. And and look, uh, just one last little stop here. I do want you for people who either have visited Charlotte or maybe they haven't visited Charlotte yet. They hear stories about Charlotte. Talk to me about change and Charlotte for a minute. How would you describe how Charlotte changes? Because that's a very I, I'm going to call
1: it a progressive city. Would you say that's fair? Oh, I think it's very fair. Uh... <sighs> I think the thing that's changed the most about Charlotte is Charlotte used to be um, what I would call a sized city that wanted to be a big city. Correct. Uh, and I think now it's a big city. Um, you know, it, 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 it's obviously still not what you're going to get in Atlanta or Dallas or New York or L.A. But we, I mean, it's, it's uh, I think, what, number 22 market now? It's um, getting there. It is, and True. and there are people that don't realize it. But on the other hand, there are people that that do, and that's you know part of the reason I think the Charlotte area is, is one of the fastest growing metropolitan areas of the country is, well, I mean, one, it's banking, so people want to be here because they all want to make money in the banking industry, right? Uh, <laughs> but yeah. that's that's part of it. But that's well, also but when what you have a city
0: that has that much growth, you also have lots of problems that come with that. And when you have problems that come with something like that, you also have opportunity on the radio to be that escape for people and to help people handle their lives, right?
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and that goes all the way back to what I was telling you earlier about, you know, your different resources for uh, making sure you're putting on a good local show and that they're all not just moving specifically to Charlotte. They may be moving to a town that's 30 minutes outside of Charlotte, but it's still part of your, your market. So you have to account for those cities as well. Because if you just talk about, you know, the Charlotte city limits, well, you're not talking to what, you know, if you have six or seven surrounding cities, you're not talking to 20, 30% of your, your audience.
0: And that can be really important in a PPM market. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Well, listen, I do look, I'm so grateful, especially having learned, you know, that you're just on the the back end of this trip and i mean just on the back end of it i'm so grateful that you took this time with us and it's commiserate with everything that i've ever known about you and i'm glad that you did it
1: well lloyd thank you very much and and you're part of the reason that i'm still here today so so know that i mean i worked for you when i was a young pup Um, God bless you i
0: was a young pup then
1: (laughs) (laughs) and congratulations to you on the successes that you've had down the road I, i know we've kept in touch Talk about that networking thing, you know, just with here and there, just, just talking about things and, and much success to you, my friend.
0: There is no question I've been very fortunate. Listen, I do want to thank you if you listen to this live event, if you listen to us as a podcast. Thanks for joining us every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for the radio rally. We always have something really interesting going on. Remember, if you know somebody that you would like to hear as a guest on the radio rally, you can email me d- directly, FORD at rainmakerpathway.com. Dot com. We hope that you have a, an outstanding week, as we like to say, at Brainmaker Pathway and on the Radio Rally. Once you have a radio station, you can get anything else you want. You want to know what I mean by that? Call me up. I'll be glad to talk to you about it. We want to thank our very special guest. For this live event and podcast, Jeff Knight, for being our patient and giving guest. A special thank you to Joe Kelly for producing the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, which will be available shortly anywhere, almost anywhere you get your podcast, of course, and JustJoeProductions.com for creating our audio footprint and distributing the podcast. Please do share our podcast, the Encouragers, the Radio Rally podcast, with others that you know are interested in growing their careers in audio. Subscribe free on Apple, Audible, Spotify, almost anywhere you get your podcast. Please remember, if you don't remember anything else, be kinder than you have to be. Thank you for being a part of the Radio Rally and the Encouragers, and good night.